I can hear you. Can you hear me? So that's yeah, that's that's really clear. Okay. I I have um yeah I'm wearing headphones with a microphone and then I have another microphone plugged in so I'm not sure which one <laughs> it's it's going are in. You, are you are you working for iStar and locating people's vehicles for them? <laughs> well, Hello, maybe that's the next step. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Welcome to Walmart. No, they don't do that. I don't know. I don't know either. Anyway, I, I thank you very much for pointing that um, that website out. There's, that's amazing. There's amazing stuff on there. Oh, like both of those two things that we watched were like I'm I'm almost in tears from both of them. Those are those people are just. I mean, I've known Matthew Barney, and I saw that name, and I thought, okay, well, I'll watch that. I've never heard of Liz Magor, but boy, she, what a woman! What an amazing, like just that that sculpture she made is just like you're just. Like they start focusing in on like having like the 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 muscles and stuff attached to the piers and that it's just mm. like that is it's so it's so interesting to me to like I love casting I've always been kind of obsessed with it I've never done it but it's it, it it's just one of those things that just I'm I'm I love it I've always loved it I've always thought the idea of like making a you know the the process is so interesting to me I know what. If you find a, a workshop in London this summer, yeah, yeah, let yeah, me yeah. know because I want to do it too, and I don't know really how to do it. And I like the way that she walks you through the process of making that glove. I think that's so. Um, it's just so interesting, and, she, and her and she's just obviously so dedicated and focused. And she talks. I, I almost wanted to write down some of her quotes that she said about like there was something to do with going to the studio every day and picking up where she left off the day before and how important that all is. And I'm just like, yeah, this person is like, she gets it. You know, she's like real, real, she's probably a heavyweight. I, I don't know why. I don't know. I you know what I think I have seen the name before, but I don't know her work. Yeah. I believe I, I must have seen some work of hers at some point. I'm not sure which one, but I like when I watched that uh, Liz McGore um, R21 video. I also kind of went, "Woo!" Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. had the same reaction as you did. Yeah, and then did you see who else is on that? Like Jeff Wall and Stan Douglas and Brian Young. And I know the name with him, but Jeff Walls, like he does those photographs. I didn't obviously. I only watched eight minutes of it, so we didn't get to Jeff Wall. But man, Jeff Wall is—he's a big name in art. He does some incredible work, and he's another Vancouver artist. Oh, I have to go. We'll have to yeah. keep. Oh, that you, you, for you the don't know him. One. He does. He, he does these like constructed scenes, and then makes giant photographs of them, like giant oh. photographs. Like, and they're just like it, they're incredible. You'll have to you'll have to do a little bit of uh, looking into them. There, he he's I I love that guy. And Stan Douglas, he's really cool. He did a series on Detroit actually years ago, where he went into de- like the burnt out areas of Detroit and did all these photographs of like you know the kind of finished areas and buildings and just like completely abandoned areas. It's really cool. Oh, so, yes. Yeah, he's another Vancouver artist. So that's that was a good one to have, have pointed out. Uh, I, I'm really glad to have watched that. And maybe I will, 
once we're done here, watch the rest of it because those are all artists that I'm interested in. And again, I, Brian Youngkin, I know the name, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't remember what he does, but I, I've seen the name before. Yeah, and then, there's a series of uh, there. I think there are five towns: Los Angeles, uh, New York, maybe, and Vancouver, and Chicago is there. Seattle. Yeah, so you can watch those yeah, that's uh, cool. five uh right, so the, an so hour they... long so and then each hour has one artist and it I think five artists per 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 hour. Yeah, yeah, it's uh I just like flipping through that, it's just there's I don't remember now who I saw, but it was just you know, going down the list, it's like, man, there's a lot of good stuff on there. And oh, like yes. that 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 Matthew Barney thing, that's something I've been obsessed with like for for years. Yeah, well, can you explain that to me this it's one? It's very I don't even understand it myself Well, it's I, so, I understand. It's like surreal. It's like surreal filmmaking in a way. Yeah, I understand I, the cinematic aspect of it. I understand the circus quality of it, but what is in that mind of his? I, can't I know, that's What's the part that? that I don't yeah, You don't? That's, you don't That's get the part it? that I don't really understand either. I just look at it and I think like I remember um I saw Chromaster 4, I think it is, was the only one that I've seen its entirety of. And that's the one where it starts in the Chrysler building, and he's got, like, uh, there's, like, a cars. He's got, like, these old 50s cars, like, in the top of the Chrysler building. So I'm like, I don't know where the guy gets his money from to make these things. They're huge. It's just, you know, the enormity of it, I can't even picture, like, the things that he does. And it's all, yeah, it's almost like one of these things where, you know, you get people that are like, oh my God, like, I don't understand conceptual art because this guy kind of takes it and you're kind of going like, I don't under, I don't really understand it. I just think it's really interesting that he, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. Like he's got, there's, 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 he talks about the Chromaster, which is like somehow connected to the male reproductive thing. And he's got a sports connection too. And I, I don't know, like they show just a little bit of, there's a thing that he did that was, I don't know where, uh, probably one of the major football uh, fields in New York, and he's got like all of the astroturf is blue, and he's got all these people with umbrellas, like women with umbrellas, doing this. Like they, he, that probably I don't. I, they just showed a little brief, brief bit where you see the blue field, but they didn't show. But that's part of I think that was in Cremaster Four as well. So like to him, it's like the process of creation come to life. Is is that what it is? Like the the muscle, it's the muscle in the male reproductive system that. That is at the top yeah. or something? It's at the yeah. top of the urethra? Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't totally Where is understand the it. Where's the cremaster? He is the cremaster, yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't really understand it. I never did, but I, the first time I saw it, I was just fascinated with it. I thought, man, and then, like I say, there's this production value that happens where it's so big, like, like unfathomably big like i mean he there, he must have spent millions of dollars making these things and i don't know how he he must be like a a genius at raising money yeah and then, and then he puts together these like and they're like salvador dali kind of paintings done on a you know as as film and just like these people with these crazy costumes and he's got at one point he's got richard sarah throwing vaseline around the freaking guggenheim <laughs> you know, it's like, like what? He rented the Guggenheim so that he could have Richard Serra throw Vaseline around it? Or it's like, you're just going like, my God. And, 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 and in a way, it's kind of the sort of thing, like I was saying, I think, I was trying to say anyway, that people are critical of with modern art where it's like, I don't get it. And I 
tough to say. Like, I like modern art, and I, in a way, I, I don't get it. I don't know what, what he's trying to get across, but I like the production, and I like the... There's just something about it that compels me. I think it's the uh, creative... Creative... Just the, the creative nature of some work that just... To me, it's very Cirque du Soleil kind of. Yes, yes, it's it's like it's it's over the top, and then and then I guess to come back to the, the I'm kind of glad that you pointed me to that Vancouver one, and I'm watching somebody cast a glove, and I'm thinking, okay, this is more grounded. I get this. Yeah, I understand but this. you can see similarities as well. No, I, I did, I did, <laughs> and, and, and honestly, for both of those, like I'm watching those, and I'm practically in tears because I think these people are so committed to what they do, and they're so good at what they do, and they've got such a, a vision, and they're just moving forward with it, and they don't care about, like, this is the most important thing in the world to them, and they're moving forward with it, and I think that that is like kind of the essence of what it means to be like a true artist, whether you're successful or not, it doesn't even matter. The point is, is that you're just like barreling forward and you've got an idea. Well, I suppose you could have a bad idea and barrel forward with it, but hopefully you would, you would figure that out on your own before you got too far. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, yeah. If, if you go, if you start uh, working on a series, yeah, something's not going to work out, and then yeah, you're going to pick up on another thing and pick up on another thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Hopefully, you haven't, hopefully you haven't raised like a million dollars of fundraising to make a film <laughs> and then said, oh, man, this is a stupid. This is just stupid. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> well, you can tell that he's with a team that gets him. Totally. Yeah, and I like, I like the way he was talking to that the guy at the – because it's the horse thing and like that muscle stuff on the horse is like, wow, that's just wild. And then you're talking to the, the guy saying, I guess they're making a film here. And I think it's some kind of a dream sequence. Cause that's why they have to put the uh, spandex on the horse. <laughs> yeah. That was great. That, that guy is saying, I'm not quite sure what this is about, but I guess this, I guess I, and I won. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And what I, but what I like about that is that, that is the process that you don't think about in any kind of endeavor of making art, right? Like a film, especially where you've got to like suddenly involve all these other people. They don't know what you're doing. You just pay them to show up and do whatever it is. And it doesn't matter whether it's a stupid, crazy art film, like the Kermaster cycle or whether it's, I don't know, like just a, a film, right? Like there's just mm -hmm. different things that, that, people have to do and they have to bring all these other people on board and and the other people that are coming on board as long as you're paying them they don't even really ask any questions they're just like okay whatever I'll yeah so you want me told. to what now you want me to do this? yeah exactly exactly okay yeah, well yeah. you know what the horses will get tired after a while yeah. you can't expect them to wear a suit for more than <laughs> yeah know. 200 bucks an hour i'm yours <laughs> You know, do what you need to, you know, just don't hurt me. <laughs> he looks like he couldn't, he looks like really like a cool, nice, well-grounded guy. You know, both of them. Yeah, yeah, that's the first time I'd, like, yeah, that's the first time I'd ever actually seen him. I didn't really know what he looked like or anything. So, I, and that film was from, even that documentary was made in like 2000 and wasn't, it was fairly old, I thought, like early 2000s. And so I thought that was interesting too. Ooh. That was another thing that crossed my mind as I was watching the Vancouver one that you sent me, was that was made this year. Yeah, this was recent. Yeah, <laughs> very recent, and the one that I'd sent was from, like, almost 20 years ago, well, 15 years ago or whatever, and yeah. and yet, it's like, it's you know... Still, it's still, yeah, 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 still yeah, yeah, can't still get it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, it's taking, yeah, exactly, and... 
I don't know. It's just that's kind of an interesting thing about art is that it good art should be timeless, right? Like it shouldn't matter. True. Like it shouldn't be told. I mean, in a way, I guess you're trying to reflect the era that you're producing the art in because mm-hmm. you're trying to make a statement about the current times. Not necessarily. Yeah. I mean, probably painting pictures of cows in in, <laughs> in fields outside of Sault Ste. Marie that probably could have happened whenever, right? Yes. But, you know, certain artists are trying to make some more of a statement. And I'm, I'm not to say that you don't. I mean, you've, yeah. you, you know, you're trying to figure out what you're doing. And I'm sure with school, you're, you know, you're trying, sometimes you're, I mean, you did a, a, a member of video thing. Was it last year or was that this year? Oh, yeah. Last year I did, uh, yeah, yeah. I did something on, um, based on domesticity. Right. So that would be the, very, the change that would room. be, I called it yeah, the yeah. change room. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that would be based on, you're trying, you know, you're talking about the current time and you're trying to sort of capture something about 2015 at the time, right? Yeah. But maybe more than that, not just about that. But mm-hmm. Totally. Well, now with Advent Studio, I'm trying to do that as well. Uh, every time that I do anything personally, I I kind of try to... Uh, I don't let go of my skill building of the basis. I guess we we're in a fine arts program, so we have to we have to learn some kind of basis for you know drawing, um, painting. There are like sort of the fundamentals. You know, I don't want to let go of the fundamentals in a way, but I also try to explore and get out of the comfort zone and yes the the cows totally they're they're part of just this kind of traditional kind of painting yeah, and perhaps thing. that's a yeah and perhaps that's about building technique and it's just you know you got to do that it's like it's like practicing scales almost right if you're a musician right you're just yes. you're you know, you're, you're building this stuff and you're trying to learn how to capture light properly onto a piece of canvas or paper and you're trying to learn how to use your paint and you're yeah. trying to learn how much to put on the brush and I think that, you know, and then you want to come up with something in the end that you well, say, hey, this is for our, me, I'm really happy about this. Because um, painting, as um, Jeff was saying, um, was almost deemed to be dead in the early 90s, but then it came back. So I'm... I was trying to explore how could I be sort of satisfied with myself uh, painting figuratively. So I decided to make stories. Uh, I painted these cows, uh, but with these cows, there are stories. I I wrote stories, and as each painting came the story advanced and then I scrambled all the images and I created I wrote two other star three other stories after this original story so I looked at how the ideas came into the the his, the stories that I was telling and kind of like how my personal life would get in there through you know how David is legally blind so David grew up with a disability and in my house we have two people that have disabilities and I I've lived with that so it comes in through my writing 
because uh, one of the cow ha- develops narcolepsy. <laughs> <laughs> but we call it narcolepsy. Narcolepsy. <laughs> I think that humor is really important, and sometimes things that are that seem to be. Um, kind of simplistic or traditional or whatever, if you put like a little bit of humor in it, that's it's good too. It's good for the soul too. So I I I think that it's good to keep an eye on what's humorous in life, you know? That's my And and honestly I see a fair bit of humor in the Chromaster cycles. I think oh, in a way yeah. there's I think there's a, a huge amount of humor that is coming out in that and it's like and part of it might be almost like thumbing your nose and saying, just try to figure out what the hell I'm thinking. And that's funny into itself to me a little bit. Mm. Yeah, well, th- these ladies in the water kind of coming out and putting something on, on his yeah, penis. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, what's going on here? Like, and there's four, there's like six hours of this stuff. Like, he's he, he, he started that in 93 and finished it in 2002. It's a huge project. So I, it makes me want to, and I think at some point I found them on some torrent site or something, and I think I actually have them sitting in a file somewhere. And maybe I'll, I'll dig them up and try to try to watch them. But that would be a good thing to do, I think, if you were involved with your local arts community, to try to find a way that you could screen that or one of them or or all of them over a long period That's or whatever. A good idea. Yeah, yeah, I think it would be interesting. Like if there's enough people, even if you can only get like ten or twenty people, but I mean, I think. It would be a good way to like get an arts communication between people going and say Talking, like come and see yeah. this thing. And I think that anybody is going to be affected by it. Whether like again, you can walk away from it scratching your head and saying that guy's completely crazy. But the colors in it and the like, there's just certain things that he really does well that I think wouldn't be lost on anybody. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, that's what to me makes it very successful. Like there's certain things again the color even just to have a blue football field to me is is somehow successful. Like he's taken a whole stadium and he's somehow had blue AstroTurf brought in and it's just like filmed it from way up high from a, like from a, some kind of dirigible, the Hindenburg probably. (laughs) Anyway, anyway. It's so cool. I think, uh, I I think, yeah, yeah. And I think that would be a good thing to do in a small community would be, you know, if you could get like, find out how you'd get a copy of that. And if you could somehow, I don't know, like, I mean, maybe you could get it, like, for free, and maybe you could even find a space in an art gallery or library that was free and just have just an open event. But who would show up, right? Well, <laughs> yeah, well, who knows? Um, I, that is totally doable. I and, and, I, will, and, uh, I will suggest it um, in, the, in the winter. I can't see already. why this wouldn't be possible. Yeah, and if not that, I mean, it just makes my kind of the wheels start turning in my head, and you think there's like got to be so many things out there. And I think even honestly, the screen these art twenty one things. Mm-hmm. Let's just do that. Like that's an hour long. Yeah. And I think I, all of them are probably great. I don't know how many of you've watched, but those two that I saw, They're I thought all were, great. And, and I haven't seen them all, but I mean, I watched like only ten minutes of each of them. But I can see that the it, you know these are things that are just like wow. You know, you watch this and you say. Yeah, I don't know that you're you're kind of sucked into the what it is that this person's doing, and they're they've got an opportunity to explain their process, and I think you know people are interested in that kind of stuff. I think that makes art more real for people in a way, actually. Oh yeah, totally. Like being able to hear uh, the artist uh, 
to see them, to see them at work, um, yeah, yeah, catch yeah, yeah. a conversation with them in their studio. I mean, that is so um, giving, like it's so yeah, yeah, generous, sure. so generous. And you see a painting on a wall and you might be moved by it or drawn into it or whatever. But if you see that painting on the wall and then you also get to listen to that person talk about not just like how this is my childhood on a, as a black square or whatever, yes. but also also about the process of like, you know what I painted, like I put like a hundred layers of paint on there and you're not going to like Anish Kapoor in his blackest black ever made or whatever. Yeah. Right. You know, like the, the, but that's, I think that makes, I think that takes art to a new level for people that might be less likely to be interested in it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if they can get an opportunity to hear somebody talk about it, it, it kind of makes it more real, I guess. Well, for me, it just sort of makes me feel like, oh, so <clears throat> this is a regular person. Um, she's going into her studio. She's showing you her gloves. She's Exactly. She's touching the gloves. She's talking about the gloves. About air bubbles. About getting air, air bubbles. bubbles out of... It's like, this is so real, right? This is like, she says... These, this is like my video games. I try to kill yeah, yeah, air yeah, bubbles. Yeah, yeah. And you totally know what she's talking about, right? Because you're doing the same thing with your own work. Yeah. You know, you've you've started trying to make prints or whatever, like the hardest thing you've ever done, mm-hmm. and suddenly you realize the pitfalls, right? Yeah. <laughs> that it make it difficult, and that's where you're trying to get rid of those. The, totally. You know the bu- the pr- the bubbles, whatever, right? Like, well, I think that's really cool. I really like that. I really, I, I'm I'm gonna go back and watch the rest of that one. I think, and and I I'd, I'd like to know more about her. She's really a fascinating woman. And I, I thought that piece that she did on the, the piers, the the and going back to Coal Harbor to like her where she grew up, how it was just like kind of a shitty yeah. harbor area that was dirty, and now it's all built up, and then she's building this like monument to what it used to be. I think that's really clever. It's so brilliant, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all made of aluminum. Aluminum, aluminum. Like, how much, like, where do people get their money for getting this stuff? I guess they get some grants, and then they probably raise a little bit of private funding. And I'm always wondering, too. I mean, I I don't think you could make something like that for under, like, that that was at least $100,000. At Mm -hmm, least. mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know how. Maybe two hundred thousand dollars. I I don't have any idea. Like Chris, it's in it's in Vancouver. The real estate alone is worth a hundred. Just for that little ten by ten square is worth two hundred thousand dollars. True, true. It's in in Coal Harbor, right? Coal Harbor, yeah. yeah. And where now you can yeah buy a house for two million dollars probably, right? Yeah. Vancouver, yeah. It's crazy. So uh, at R21 website, um, my professor, um, well, two of my professors, Noni and uh, Andrea, they they make us suggest that we watch that uh, once in a while and try to um, start conversations. It is inspiring. I think that is great, and I'm I'm really glad that you pointed that out to me. There's, like, so much on there. And, I'm like, again, the, the time period, like, they're, the fact that they've got this stuff from 2016, and yet they're also showing documentaries on the making of the Cremaster cycle, like, that's that's a really big deal, actually. That's a wide, wide bandwidth of, of both time and, in a way, of ideas that they're capturing on there. And I, I think, think that's... Uh, a, sorry to interrupt you. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> um, in one of the first episodes, uh, you see Steve Martin... 
Uh, and, yeah, he's uh, a big big collector, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's very broad, and uh, it's uh, it's a good suggestion. You've just given me a good idea to uh, watch uh, the stuff. So hey, what if, is, there's, if there's people to do it, I think that it would be great. I mean, it's out there already. You wouldn't have to pay anything to get it. Just stream it right from the right from their website, and now you needed a projector and a space. I'm sure the library has that. And even if you only get a few people out, it'd be nice to do something like that, and then you can afterwards have like conversation about it. I think that, I think that's really a good idea. Totally. Um, so what's new? Oh, what's new? Um, when I started, when I before I called you, um, I, I told Ashley that I would I wanted to talk to you today, and and I was hoping that we could do this earlier, and we're doing it right away. I wasn't expecting that, but that's great. But uh, one of the things she said, "Oh, are you going to talk about Brian's art opening that we went to yesterday?" Oh. So, <laughs> so I'm thinking, well, that's kind of relevant, isn't it? Yes. It's just yesterday. So. So yeah, Brian. So so Brian Sabi had a, an art opening called. Uh, Playas, Playas Tropicale. It's like sort of your tropical beach thing. It's paintings that were inspired by his trips to Costa Rica over the years, and uh, we were so we were there. I had a, a, a couple of friends actually in from out of town, so we went into that for for a little bit. There's a couple of really large paintings. I'd say like I don't know, like probably eight feet by eight feet, like real big ones on canvas, and I really like those in one space. Actually, did you? Were you here for the... No, no, I sent you the... Uh, okay, it was in the same space as that woman from um, uh, St. Thomas. The, the oh, one really? The gallery. Yeah, oh, yeah, so um, in Gerald, yeah, so it's in Gerald... In Gerald's, in Gerald's yeah. studio or gallery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's great. Yeah, so that's an, a wonderful space, and hopefully uh, it works out that, that he's there's something to see there sometime when you're back this way. Maybe yeah. in the spring or something. How often do you come? You're here like, like twice a year. Yeah, it will be. It will be in the spring. Yeah, so you're not planning on coming here for the hol- for the December holidays. We're going to Toronto, um, December sixth to eighth. Oh right, you were telling me that because you're going and you're going to try to see the uh, the thing going on at the Toronto Tributaries. Uh, yeah, that's on the at the at the ROM. No, not the ROM at the AGL. Yeah. Uh, oh, is it? Oh, no, hey, no, okay, no you're I'm right. Be... You're right. It's at the AGL. Yeah. I not. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I not, don't know that for a fact. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're right. No, no. I I I checked it out. Yeah. And you know what I would like to do there, and maybe I don't know if it worked out that we could be there at the same time it would be good to do together. Would be to I, there's that it's a new like Islamic art gallery. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very interesting. I can't remember the name of it, but if you look it up, it's and it's just it's like about the whole history and it's like so there's artworks and just all kinds of different things. Oh yeah. I'm gonna just uh, click on my awesome. computer. Yeah, it, I somebody told me about it and said that it's supposed to be really interesting. I've never um, heard of that. I've heard of I thought, yeah, something I called um, what is it? Not the factory. Uh, it's like an art gallery in an old nuclear facility or something well the factory is uh, like an old that's the power plant actually oh okay that's the but that's um okay it's called the aga khan museum aga khan 
yeah, I'm just looking it up here, and I'm on their Twitter page because I use Twitter. <laughs> Actually, I've never used Twitter. I've never totally understood Twitter. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I don't use it that much. <laughs> no, I. I feel like I don't. I don't. I think if I was like trying to sell something to people, I might use it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this looks really interesting. It's. Uh, I think it's near the uh, the science center. Okay. And and it's just it's. Uh, yeah, I think they're continually moving. Like, okay, this new exhibition that's open is called Syria: A Living History. Oh my God, that, yeah, that would be so important. Exactly, to see. Like, inspires inspires new understand new understanding of Syria's past and present, invites new ways of thinking about its future. And the like, there's a lecture about the politics of Turkish fashion in the 1920s to present day. Like, give me a break, oh. man. Let's move to Toronto. <laughs> oh my God, eh? That's so cool. And there's a film series, like. Oh man, yeah, like that, that's really cool. So anyway, somebody somebody told me about this, and they said that the building, like the architecture, apparently is incredible. I'll send you a link. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm checking it now. So yeah, ooh, looks like there's all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's I I I think it was my friend Natalie that mentioned it and said it was like really cool like there's just so much to see and i think the like again i think the architect oh look at the architect like if you look at the if you just go to the um search it on google and go to the images oh no that's not right but there's like a there's images of the of the gallery itself and it's just like it's this really modern cool building like so interesting looking yeah yeah look at that like that's yeah let's go there (laughs) <laughs> I go there tomorrow. I'm skip out of work. Well, I hope I hope that you can come. I don't know if you um, can leave early. So, and... Okay, let's just see here. That's the sixth till yeah. when? The eighth. So you're there for two days, and that is that the weekend? No, it's during the week. That's the thing. Yeah, that that might be tough. Yeah, that might be tough because. It's you have to kind of you'd have, have to, to leave to like super early like you'd have to leave work let's say early and then well I would probably you know, come just, back at night yeah I would probably just either not go to work or or do like leave at noon or something yeah if you can I don't know well it's not out can. of the question I have to look at my schedule and make sure that I there's no important meetings that I'm missing but boy what an impressive looking building that is. Yeah, so it's like the 6th is a Tuesday and the 8th is a Thursday. So Okay, and, and you're going there because Dave is going to a conference? And yeah, Dave's going to the Ontario College, uh, no, Ontario Council of University meetings that he goes to every second, third month or so. Oh, and I bet he loves we're that. We're going with him, Dave, Jonathan too, because Jonathan loves Toronto, so... We're just going to hang out for those two days and go see. So he, whatever. he can he can go and be bored at some weird conference, and you guys can <laughs> have fun. <laughs> well, essentially. <laughs> well, I think he has like a meeting in the morning and a meeting uh, at supper time for on the same day, and then all of the other time around, we're taking like basically an extra day there, so. We can have a full day uh, free of doing things. Is Dave still somewhat in shock from coming off of sabbatical? Yes. Yeah, I yes. would think so. 
Yeah, especially these days. It's uh, yeah. I was going to say because he sort of had that little buffer in the summer where he was back, but not yet teaching, and now it's like full blown. Full I'm blown a prof- in I'm your pro- face. I, I'm a professor again, right? In his face, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got to mark stuff and deal with people's excuses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's basically it. And every once in a while, I get somebody who's honest. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's not that bad. I'm, I'm just. Well, I mean. It's a you pretty know, rewarding career. You know, let's be, you, you let's, had let's that experience. Honest. You had that experience. A little bit, not much, but I think it's a pretty rewarding career. I think. Um, As a whole, it is. And but, I, I, uh, I think Dave. I think Dave's very well suited to it. I think his anti-establishment kind of, uh, I don't know, outlook is probably good for the kids to see. To somebody that's not going to just immediately like wear a suit every day or whatever. True. True. And then, and then I think there's a certain level of respect that you gain from that, and and I think you get, I think you get a lot of, um, and, you know, to tie it back to art, it's the same thing. If you're somebody who can inspire people to learn, right? That's what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Like, really, what's your job as a teacher, right? It's not really to teach people; it's actually to inspire them to want to learn on their own, because you can only do so much for them, right? That is correct. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, uh, and well, you te- you teach as well, right? You teach. You do. I'm um, thinking about that. Yeah. I thought you were teaching. I thought you were teaching. Yeah, um, I teach. FSL, I guess it would be. I or teach. F- FL, just F in general, French. Yeah, yeah. I teach French communication and. But I'm almost done my fine arts degree, so I have to think about... Where to go uh, with that. Yeah, yeah, and I'm starting. Like, it's starting to happen. I've I've sent uh, a submission to a gallery. I don't know if it will be accepted, but at my prints uh, framed, it costs $300 <laughs> <laughs> to, to frame three, three prints. And yeah, I make I make five hundred dollars every two weeks, so you know. Yeah. Well, I think the thing is that you're if you're starting to make submissions and trying to get people to show you, you gotta you know, someone's going to do it eventually, but you have to be persistent and you have to be willing to not take people turning you down too personally because oh, no. people, they're they're being bombarded with with people. Right? I know. That, yeah, of course you. I, I I think you do know that. Oh, I, I, I totally know, and yeah. I expect it, and I'm almost like thinking, you know, uh, I'm afraid of being selected. You know, <laughs> I'm afraid yeah, yeah. of showing my work. Actually, yeah, know? I just got a letter. I just got a letter from the government saying that I'm on the jury duty list. I'm afraid of being selected for that. Oh no. Ashley's like, oh, no, you want to get selected? She's, like, jealous that I got this letter. I'm like, oh, you can have mine if you want. Oh, my just, goodness. Uh, she, wants, she wants a juicy murder trial, I think. And <laughs> oh, no. I'm, ho- I'm hoping that they that somehow I get missed or that they think that I'm, I'm just the wrong person for the job. Yeah. Yeah. But, but well, I, I won't go on about that. I guess that would be uh, definitely a diversion, but I don't know. I thought of that because of the whole process of... Getting selected for something, yeah. you'd rather get you'd rather get selected for uh, uh, like a nice uh, Canada Council or Ontario yes. Arts Council grant well. than jury duty. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Well, I'm I'm I think it's going to happen. I'm I'm learning, so 
It's um, I've done a few now, um, and I'm getting better, and I'm helping friends, and I've conversations. Yeah, with just them. keep doing it, right? Yeah, for so, sure. I do have like a general plan of uh, of having a studio at some point. Um, I'm saving money for that, and uh, the beginning is going to be tough. I know that, uh, but I'm prepared for it. I think. And I bet, uh, you, I bet you in Saint Marie you can get pretty reasonable studio space, though. Um, five hundred. Five hundred. You can find. Eh, you can find a studio a, for a about five hundred to. 600 a month you can find there was a studio that how I found big, for $200 a month um, it's about 20 about um, 10, 10 to 12 the, the cheap one $200 like 12 feet it was like what was it $12 a square foot so it was about it came to about 200 225 Per month, I, I could go to a studio like that, but it, it wasn't big enough, and it, and it was kind of no start no storage space. You got to find somewhere else to store stuff if you got a studio. Exactly, there. and and it was carpety, and it was like yeah. office like, so it would have been good for a dry studio, but not for a wet studio. So um, now some of, some of the bigger ones are they big enough that you could maybe even like split that with another artist and. Either yes. Time, either time shared or space shared, either one, one or the other. Yes, it would be possible, but that is tricky because um, artists move so much in this place. Um, right, right, right. Things There's are nobody... fluid in Sault Ste. Marie because people move yeah. where the work is. and. Right, so somebody's not going to say, I want to be a professional artist and I'm going to move to Sault Ste. Marie and get a studio. <laughs> not, a lot, not, not a lot of that going on, probably. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Although it doesn't matter today where you are, where you are, really. <laughs> that's a good point. Because, yes, uh, that's a good point. And in fact, being in a smaller community is actually probably better. My goodness. But being closer to Toronto is probably better. Probably, you know, where a good place to be would be Peterborough. Yeah. Yeah, I think somewhere where you're like an hour drive away, an hour and a half drive away from downtown Toronto would be good. Because how long does it take you to get to Toronto? Yeah. Six hours, something like that? Oh, me? Uh, yeah. yeah, well, no, it well depends. I It takes me eight hours. About eight hours. Eight hours, wow. Yeah. Eight yeah, hours so. to Ottawa, eight hours to Toronto if you're, like, if you're lucky, if you don't have too much traffic and everything. Yeah, so you're, it's pretty isolated being in the Sioux, but at the same time, Again, it doesn't really matter where you are. Being closer to Toronto is good if you're trying to get, I guess, people to, like, I don't know, curators to come and do studio visits or something like that. But how often does that actually happen? I don't even know, right? Well, with my program, I I was lucky enough to uh, talk to four, four pretty, like, emerging art, well, two, two that were established and... Two that were emerging, and um, yeah. So, in in about four or five years, I I I was lucky enough to to get that experience. So that that was good. But uh, definitely, it's 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 not the same. You don't have the same um, op 
opportunities here, but uh, if you're if you're aware of what's out there, and if you start looking at we websites like Akimbo, for example, you can um, you can submit to many many different places, and who knows? Uh, uh, there's a lady in our program. She she does um, mostly fabric art and fiber art. Um, she submitted to some galleries in southern Ontario and, and, and Sarnia, I think, and she has some pieces there, or was it Oshawa, something like that. Anyway, so it does happen, you know, like we can do it. It's just that we have to be really cognizant of what's out there and be smart about it and study a lot. Like it's, a, it's all about studying, really. And and then you can get in eventually. It's just a matter of like I've never built a crate. I'm going to have to build a crate for my. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Build it, build it. Building a stretcher is hard enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now you got to build a crate. Yeah. If if it gets selected, uh, that's so you're what moving, I would have you're, to do. Well, you're, it's like a, it becomes mathematics. You're moving from two dimensions to three dimensions. Just hope you don't have to at some point build a four dimensional object. Oh my God! A tesseract, <laughs> a, hyper, a hyper, a hyper crate. Anyway, a, a crate with like um, a a drones. Crate, to, yeah. Like drones. Yeah, a time, a crate, that, a crate with a time element. A time element. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you could have. Yeah, you could have a. Yeah, well, actually, that's that would be good. You could build a crate that actually had drones and would deliver itself. Yeah. Here I am. Here I am. This is my yeah, this is my installation. So, how big of a crate do you have to build? Um, it's the piece is thirty six by forty two. Uh, so it's not I small. Imagined, no, well, I imagine it would be it would have to be like a forty four by thirty eight crate. I I'm guessing. And then have to get it packed nicely so that it doesn't get get damaged in shipping, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. Now, which which sculpture is that? I've probably seen pictures of it online. Okay, now this is a, an independent project that I I was working on over the summer um, related to um, the Empty Fortress, the uh, Bruno Bettelheim book on autism. Oh right, 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 right. Wrote I remember in you talking. I remember, yeah, I, I I knew I knew what you were on about what you were talking about because I remember you were talking about that. Yeah. Earlier. Yeah. So um, when Jonathan was four, we went to see a general practitioner and an old Chinese man who told me that I hadn't bonded well with Jonathan, and that's why he wasn't talking to me. And so that's a little, that's a little upsetting, right? This was yeah. This was in two thousand and four, and. This was when you knew about autism, but it wasn't everybody talked about it. It wasn't like something like really out there. So yeah, I and that's interesting. Sort it? of thought, okay, well, I had a little bit of a depression. I had a depression when Jonathan was born, so I immediately blamed myself. But then I found out that it's it's hereditary and it's genetic and you, there is nothing I, I would have done, you know. To, so um, then I, I found this book. A time, Bruno, a time machine wouldn't have helped you. <laughs> no. found this book no, by no. Bruno Bettelheim, who's a psychoanalyst, 
uh, and he had the orthogenics um, school of uh, the orthogenics school of children school school of, for children in uh, okay. in Chicago the orthogenics school of Chicago that that's what it was uh, he headed that school and he would take uh, children on the autism spectrum uh, for three years away from their parents uh, to cure them you know oh God oh and with, with, Lord. with psychoanalysis like and what year what year was this this was in the 50s and 60s uh, okay um, and he in his book the empty fortress he blames the parents and he blames the coldness of the mother and so it's like the refrigerator mother thing and which was <laughs> what i was accused of in 2004 by this gp yeah yeah so, a gp that didn't know is as they say ass from a hole in the ground <sighs> So the whole thing about the empty fortress is like I made some plates and I etched a hot air balloon uh, that goes up in the sky because it, it's an empty fortress because it's rising, you know, like it's filled with helium, so it's empty, but it's not empty. It goes up to, to the sky and it sees the world in another perspective. It's just another perspective. Just a little bit different. It's not empty. Just anyway. So I played on that, and I've been playing with these ideas. It's not really playing. It's more like expressing myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. No, playing, playing is not the right or... word. You're, ex you're experimenting, and you're, you're. I think like you're trying to work your own ideas out in your own head, and under trying to understand like how to how to make this into like a concrete thing, right? Yeah. Without it being too over the top, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and too you. like smashing you in the face. Because <laughs> yeah. nobody, nobody, let's face it, nobody really likes to smash in the face. <laughs> well, some people do, but, but we don't. But probably, probably not most people. Maybe Marina Abramovic would like it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I saw there was a video of her on on uh, on. Century 21. Century 21. <laughs> no, that's the, that's the real estate. No, Art 21. <laughs> yeah, well, we're going to have lots of materials, so maybe... Um, yeah, maybe we can... Uh, maybe we'll, uh, we'll, we'll communicate uh, offline and uh, maybe watch a couple more of those, and we can talk about those again maybe in a week or two or whenever... Uh, most, most Sundays are good for me, and whatever we're... It's been a... I, think we'll, I don't think we've spoken since September by the look of the date on my phone. But oh my we'll, goodness, Mark. It's, it might have been, been October. I, 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 I might, October. October. We did we did a few in October. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, let's tr we'll try to keep it up to at least once a month, I think, is good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, but I think there's lots to talk about there, and I think that will get both of us chatty, as it were. Yeah, no, that's really good. It's, as I always tell people that I'm so lucky because I get to to talk about art with you, and it's. Uh, I was telling, um, I was talking about it on our podcast that, um, you know, if it hadn't been for Bob Goyette, who just passed away. Yes, and I was going to mention that earlier. I'm really sorry for that. I mean, I 
certainly don't know him, but that's really sad, you know, like a young guy dying like that. And it sounds like he was really big in the kind of Canadian podcasting community and really sad. Yeah, well, the podcasting community was uh, uh, sort of a grassroots um, community of, of odd and not strange, but, you know, like eccentric people. Well, let's but put it this way. Dave is a founding member. Yeah, yeah, he's part. He's part of it. He's yeah, he's yeah. Close. He's he, he, he's probably on the ground level, I would think, because he's like was a, this pretty an early. uncle. He's an uncle. He's, he's like an uncle, like a crazy yeah. uncle. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he wouldn't have done it if I hadn't done it with him. He asked me, "Will will you do it with me?" So he tested it with me. We started together. And, and this is like in what, like two thousand and one or two thousand and two or 2004. something like that. Two thousand and four. Four. Okay. The first podcasts were late 2003, early 2004, and we started when it was kind of starting to, like, uh, in the States. The, it would have been a lot more difficult, like, this, the technology wasn't quite there. It was very difficult to kind of publish your audio. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure, uh, for sure. In a free, free way, like, it's, it's what it was always, you wanted to it for it to be free so you'd use all kinds of websites and special little add-ons that you had to download and anyway so uh, I was part of that group and um, right from the start people just would talk to David and not to me um, you know um, just like comments were always done through Dave uh, and it's not, it wasn't because I was ostracized or people didn't like me. It was just because I was the wife, you know, we're in a patriarchy as a bell, yeah. we're in a patriarchy and it shows up in all kinds of insidious ways all the time, doesn't it? Yeah. So, uh, but Bob, when, when we, when I decided that I couldn't do the podcast anymore, he was kind of upset about that because he used to listen to us a lot. And uh, then we picked it up again, and David continued podcasting with Bob on a regular basis. So, Bob was did he do? Was that the Marshall McLuhan? I never, I it? never go. No, because it was always kind of, it's the guy's stuff. But I didn't want to stop podcasting because for me, it always was a way for me to be able to to talk. You know, to to express ideas in a, in a free and safe way without being like, you know, sometimes I get feministic, and it doesn't <laughs> bother you, but other men are so they feel threatened by that, and and they'll kind of feel comes back to, comes back to the patriarchy. <laughs> it always does. Well, it's it's really difficult for a woman to express oh, I, her ideas. I, I, I think I think that women are definitely are are at a disadvantage to men because of just the way that our society is set up. It's just structurally, there's no question to me in my mind that that's the way that things are. Yeah, but like, like you, you tell get me that. That, that you guys started this together and people took Dave more seriously than they took you. That's that's yeah. just wrong, right? 
Yeah, well, it doesn't make sense, and I'm sure Dave thought the same thing at the time. Right? It's like, what the fuck? Could have been my fault. It could have been my fault. Could have been I because bet you it had I wasn't like reaching out to them. Well, but the thing I is, suppose. you'd I suppose, go to a yeah. conference, and they'd always kind of revolve around each other, and they wouldn't come up to me and say, "Hey, come and." You want a drink, or you know, like they wouldn't talk to me because I'm the wife, and you don't talk to your the the your friend's wife, you know, like all these rules about. Wives. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Exactly, exactly. That's what I'm saying. There's all these rules that are like kind of unwritten that we are have ingrained in our our, our psyches from the time that we're like little children. Right? <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's though. It's true. Woman. It's this. It's his property. So you don't. Oh, do you, do you think it was okay? I see. So you're saying it from that angle. Okay, I think it's even just that they were like, for whatever reason, taking him more seriously because he was the man. No, no, they were respecting me. They were respecting my ideas, and they were really enjoying me and Dave together as a couple. But the comments would come to Dave mostly, and at one point, I just kind of became sort of disengaged and like pissed off and it's like okay well it's always the same thing anyway like you try to do something and and it's just like always dave 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 you know give me a break (laughs) you know like oh dave 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 give me a break (laughs) oh dave 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 Dave, we all we all all, all need a break (laughs) so anyway i i just decided to you know, start podcasting, I really wanted to do it on my own. Like I'd been wanting to do that for a long time. And it was really difficult to learn the the editing, the sound editing program. Yeah, yeah, there's a whole process, right? I had a hard time recording. I had a hard time editing. And now it's okay. Like I'm still not as good as those guys, Bob and the all the the, the real true podcasters, you know, but I'm getting there and it's really, I feel that it's really important to me as as a woman and as an artist to, to be able to exchange ideas with you. You're really like, you're my good friend and you're really bringing good ideas and if it hadn't been for you, I really, I wouldn't have really understood so many different aspects of art. I, I think it feeds on itself, right? Like, this is the thing about the sorts of conversations that we have. It's about, you, you become inspired by talking about it, right? And, you, and that makes you want to, like, learn more about a certain thing or or. or Maybe something you never knew about, or maybe it might even be something that you actually knew about, but that you're thinking about now and thinking, well, there's like so much more to this, and I want to like, you know, I want to explore. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you've always so that's a good thing. been. Yeah, it's a totally good thing, and it's a good exchange. And I wouldn't get that chance because anybody that I ask here, they don't want to go. They don't want to talk. They don't want to be, you know, public uh, on on a podcast. They don't want well, their voice we, to or their ideas or whatever. They'll you do say a, con- a conceptual like John Cage podcast where it's just thirty minutes of silence. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Hey, so, that's so, a yeah, good every, idea. Every week we have a new thirty minutes of silence. <laughs> Tune in next week for thirty minutes. Of silence. Well, I could be, 
I guess I could. What I could do is wherever I'm at, I could do a recording of thirty minutes on my phone, and then I could post that as one of our episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just put it like like. Yeah, that's interesting. Like, Get a GoPro. Because put it on your, John put it on Cage, your helmet. You have a you have a you have a helmet. I'm sure, right? Put it on your helmet and walk around with a GoPro and. Yeah. Yeah, this is my day to day. You're gonna live. This is real time, Isabel. Because John Cage, it was all the creaking and the um, talking of the people, right? It, it was it was all yeah, the I sounds. Guess shifting and shifting on the piano, probably right, like shifting on the bench and and yeah, and that was like yeah, revolutionary, groundbreaking at its time. But but uh, again, it's one of those things that people kind of go, huh. <laughs> I like that. Huh? Huh? <laughs> One of these days. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> <laughs> so let's um, let's make a make a date to to uh, maybe watch another one of those each. Mm-hmm. And you tell me which one you watched. I'll tell you which one I watched. Or maybe we even just finished the one we started or whatever. Just something all on that. I think that Arc 21 has a lot of potential to get conversation going. And maybe we'll try to talk about that either. I think next Sunday will work for me. Um, yeah, we should do it right before podcasting. Like, we should do yeah, it exactly yeah, how, we've it, how we've done it. How we've done it. Yeah, I think that's a good idea because it, it, it's fresh in your head. And, and there's so much to talk about. Like, there's, like, again, I'm watching these things today and I'm practically in tears like it's wow man these artists are so impressive yeah like they've just made you know like like artists become their life to a point that it's almost unfathomable that you've taken it to this level it's like these are like it's like being an athlete or being a, a an astronaut almost to me True. Right? like like you know you're you're taking it as, as far as you can take it and you're, you're being publicly noticed for that and I like I I think that well it's not only publicly noticed but also compensated i guess is the more important thing yeah totally it's hard to get paid hard to get paid as an artist you know no no yeah <laughs> okay well well let's do case, that you, you take care and have a good yeah you have a good uh, a good week with school and all that and that's another thing we didn't really get into that but i'd like to talk about that as well next time maybe uh, where your courses are going totally okay well, you have a good rest of your day, Isabel, and nice.